You are listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Rural Voices, the Rural Youth Europe podcast. So I am very excited to say that this episode is being recorded in person in Dublin. We are currently playing how many board members can you fit into a hotel room. (laughs) I am here alongside Lindsay, Niall, Siobhan, Ellen, Martin and Patricia from the board. And as well as that, Iristina joins us live from Zoom. And we also have former board member Paddy with us. We are having a hybrid board meeting, the first in-person board meeting since February 2020. We are all pretty excited about it. Before we play this month's Campfire Stories, I want to just have a quick chat with you all. Lindsay, let's start with you. How does it feel to finally have this opportunity to plan for the future in person face to face it's so good to finally have everyone together again when we last met in Bolzano in Italy we thought that it wouldn't really impact um us but we didn't know very much then of what would on what would unfold so it's really good that finally we can come together and be in person and also that hybrid meetings are so much of a thing that it feels like Ursina's pretty much been with us um, due to the technology in the room, she was very physically present yesterday. Um, larger than life, for sure. Um, but it's really good. It makes such a difference, just all those little small conversations that happen during the breaks and the crack and hearing people laugh and seeing people's legs, you know. All those things are really important for team building and helping us form a good bond as a team. And Niall, what is the purpose of these board meetings? You know, what are the kind of things that you're getting up to on this weekend? Well, we have the board meetings to discuss what we're doing as a board, um, plan for the future, make decisions on the direction in which we're going to go in. Um, Also, I think it's been mentioned to to come together to have that that team side of it. Um, But most importantly come together to yeah give give direction to to the organization and plan for the future and patricia as the newbie to the board team you've only recently joined the, the board how have you found your first in person board meeting and more importantly what have you learned about ireland that you didn't know before was it what you expected be careful because Siobhan and paddy are in the room <laughs> <laughs> all right i will be but it was much better than I expected it to be. <laughs> no offense, no people. <laughs> no, because the only person I knew was Lindsay. Like, I have met her in person before, and then Iristina, but since she's not here. And Niall, sorry, Niall, as well. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And we did have a ride through the Dublin city. What I learned... Something new about? About Ireland, yeah. I know what you learned. How good Tito, Northern crisps are. <gasps> no. Yes, I was going to ask this. The Tato crisps are your are your favourite ones, the Northern or the Southern ones? This is very controversial. Pressure on me. Very. I prefer both. Okay. <laughs> good answer. Calm, yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so moving swiftly on. Ellen, this is also your first in-person board meeting. Um you haven't met some of these people in person before this weekend what i want to know is what have you learned about one or two of your fellow board members that you didn't know before nothing like putting people on the spot Dan. 
Um, well, I knew, I've learned how to say Patricia's name. Yeah. There's not a, sh- a C. You say Patricia. Um, what else have I learned? That they really, really like wine tasting in Germany. And, oh my gosh, the greatest discovery of the weekend has to be the institution that is the Late Late Toy Show. Oh, yes. That's changed my life. I now will be coming to Ireland every November just to watch the Late Late Toy Show and cry about children playing with toys. <laughs> um, Iristina, you're joining us from Zoom. Firstly, we are all gutted you can't be here and we wish you were here but this is surely one positive legacy we can all take from the pandemic and all our member organisations can too, you know, this newfound ability to hold hybrid meetings. How have you found, have you found attending this board meeting online? It has been a great weekend and I have had a feeling that I have been there with you guys, even though I'm only been in, on Zoom. And I think it's great that we have a chance to use technology and, and speak with each other even we, that we are not all in the same place. I think that's great. And, and that's an opportunity which we can use in, in future as well. And yeah, it's it's great that it's possible to speak speak with you and, and be, be there, even though I'm not physically there via Zoom. Absolutely. And Paddy, as a former board member, especially for these new board members, what is your advice to them if they're starting out their journey on the board? Um, I suppose it's it's something that's not easy to do. There can be conflict when you're in close confines with other people who have different, differing and different views. But to try to put yourself in their shoes and see their point of view even when they're wrong uh, <laughs> because that's that's the way i used to take it if someone wasn't of my point of view they were in the wrong but i'd still try to understand them but it's it's just to, to work together as a close group and i could see last night when i joined that the the, the guys are really friendly and, and there's a good uh, camaraderie between them and it's good to see that that still exists now yeah, definitely. There's there's some good advice there. Um, Siobhan, just touching on the theme of the last couple episodes, in the last episode I spoke to Geffin and Maria who have both given a lot of practical advice to help make our organisations more inclusive and a safer space for the LGBT plus community. You're heavily involved with our autumn seminar for next year in 2022, which will be held here in Ireland and focuses on this very theme. From going through the process of helping to organise these events and being part of MACRA, you know, which we heard from Maria are are doing a lot on this topic. What would be your top tip for organisations listening to this to start a dialogue about LGBT issues? So for us in Makra, I think the big learning and the big thing that we have discovered is our network and to provide a safe space for them. Um, we have created an LGBT um, closed network that they have you know, total confidence in this group Nobody in the organisation knows who's in it and it gives them the opportunity to discuss with each other things that are relevant to them within the organisation and make them feel included within the organisation because that's really, really important because we are an inclusive organisation in World Youth Europe and also within our own individual organisations and that is something that is the key message from us in MACRA to the wider World Youth Europe network. And Martin, as, as a proud gay man yourself, 
how important is it that these conversations are happening, not only happening in the first place, but happening in remote rural parts of Europe? I think um, it's yeah quite vital that um, everyone, so not only people in the cities, uh, not only people in certain communities, but just everyone is included in those discussions get fa- like gets to experience also um, what are the differences other people has uh, have and um, it's very important that everyone gets the possibility to like imagine what problems other people have and um, like to put themselves in their shoes and um, yeah, just with that, we can grow as a community all together. Yeah, very well said. Um, okay, so you've all got a job to do today. We need to play this month's campfire stories. We are in a hotel room, but hopefully you can feel the warmth of the campfire and pretend we're at the end of the day at a rally or something like that. Hopefully you all know this game by now. We're going to hear three stories. Two of them are true and one of them is a complete lie. You guys need to work out which one is the lie. Today we are going to Scotland, the Netherlands and Slovenia. First up, we have Katie from Scotland. Hello Europe, this is Scotland calling. My name is Katie Burns and this is my story. A few years ago, I was privileged to be chosen as part of the Scotland team, heading over to Latvia for the European rally. Now, packing a suitcase is not my strong point and normally gets done quite last minute. So it seen me up till silly o'clock in the morning um, getting my case packed, which was fine. I'm normally a, a last minute packer. But with the early start for the airport in the morning, it only left a couple of hours for sleep. Now, I don't know if this was because I was tired or I hadn't read the information correctly. Um, But I headed off to Glasgow Airport for my flight um, to get there and realise I was meant to be flying out of Edinburgh Airport. Now, for anyone that knows, there's an hour between the two airports and that was an hour too much for me. (laughs) So, unfortunately, I missed my flight to Latvia. Um, but managed to get another flight from Glasgow that met up with my team in Latvia and I managed to get there before the European rally kicked off. So once I was there, it was a cracking week where I met many friends for life, but getting there was the issue. Um, Lindsay, you know Katie pretty well. Is this the kind of thing that she would do? I can confirm that Katie is a last-minute packer, yeah. And that she likes to be up late at night and that she would struggle with early mornings. I'd say she's usually pretty organised, so I'm a bit okay. sceptical about whether she'll go to the wrong airport. Um, any more thoughts on this one, Niall? I remember meeting the Scottish team in Riga and they were all together at that time. So it didn't look like there was much of a delay between the two. But then again, I got my campfire stories wrong in, earlier on this series, so yeah. I've not much to go off. Yeah, you you don't have the best track record. No. <laughs> Hopefully you can re- <laughs> Hopefully you can redeem yourself. Um let's go on to our second story and we have Anna from the Netherlands. 
Hello Europe, this is the Netherlands calling. My name is Anne Goitske Breteler and this is my story. So in 2019 I visited the General Assembly of the Rural Youth Europe in Sirencester in the UK. Um, and I've, I did that as a member of our home organization in the Netherlands, the Plattelandsjongeren. Uh, but the truth is, I'm not a member, neither f- uh, from the, the Rural Youth Europe, nor from our home organization. I was just someone who was interested in what the organization um, back in the Netherlands was doing. So I contacted them that I was very interested and that that I wanted to do something for them, uh, mean something. And then they sent me to England. Um, but I'm actually just an individual who went there, uh, did some recording for our home organization, but who's not really a member of the organization. <laughs> We have an imposter on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this actually reminds me of something that happened this weekend. So um, we potentially did have an extra board member joining us because <laughs> when we were in the airport, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> when we were in the airport waiting for Patricia to arrive, Dan thought someone else was Patricia and was welcoming them, welcoming them to our little group. But it turns out she had nothing to do with us. And just... That was, I mean... I don't like how you've turned this around on me. I'm the host here. You're outnumbered, Dan. <laughs> But that was that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> Giving Patricia a wave and it wasn't Patricia. So I can see that this could happen. Yes. Yes. Um but I mean the message is if if this is true, um other organizations that aren't member organizations of Royal Youth Europe we are incredibly inclusive and we are always looking for other member organizations to get involved. Well, see you've done. Thanks. <laughs> of course, we welcome people to our events or to General Assembly in particular, where you can come and see what we're all about. So if you're listening to this and you're not currently a member, get in touch. Absolutely. Well said, Lindsay. Right. Let's go on to our final story. And it's from Polona from Slovenia. Hello, this is Slovenia calling. My name is Polona and this is my story. At a Rural Youth Europe event, uh, we were sitting at a breakfast table in the morning and one of the participants from Slovenia explained that his new roommate from the UK is really nice and they had uh, an interesting conversation about agriculture the day before. Uh, The roommate told um, our friend that at home he has 1000 llamas. We were all very surprised because we did not... um, No, and could not imagine what you do with 1,000 llamas. But at the end, we found out that our friend did not know the word lamb. So 1,000 llamas were actually 1,000 uh, sheep. We don't have many of sheep in Slovenia either, but it's easier to imagine what to do with 1,000 of them than llamas. Llamas or lambs? It's an easy mistake to make. What are our thoughts on that? Do you think it's true? I think that's true. <laughs> 1,000 lambs. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's definitely true. So so what are we thinking, guys, then? Which one is the liar out of these three? Is it Katie getting her flights mixed up between Edinburgh and Glasgow? Is it Anna being an imposter and not actually being a member of this organisation? Or is it Polona getting her lambs and llamas mixed up? Iristina, what are your thoughts? I think that the sheep 
story sounds so crazy that you just <laughs> cannot come up with something like that if that wasn't true. So I think that must be true because the story is so crazy and so funny. So I think that must be true because you just cannot come up with something like yeah. that if that wasn't true. I think that the airport story might be live because it's something which is pretty easy to come up with because it's <laughs> so easy to get confused on the airport. So I think that might be a lie. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, um, Martin, what's your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I'm a little bit afraid to say something as I got my campfire stories early uh, earlier on this podcast wrong as yeah. well. But um, I would agree on Iristina that um, the mixing up with the airport is something you can easily come up with, or which is. Yeah, quite probably something you can think of if you need to prepare a lie. Oh, got and, it, Katie. Uh, especially uh, the one with the uh, Dutch member organization. I think as the member organization was very new in this. I think it was the first GA for them. Um, and they like formed themselves well a little bit. So being there as a representative for a group too, I think this one is also true and yeah. Mixing up the words as a non-native speaker um, with all the different English dialects is also quite something that can happen. Okay, so as a group, which one are we saying is the lie? Iristina was pretty confident that Katie is the liar and so was Martin. So is that what we're going to go for as a group? What, what do you think, Paddy? I want to say that Katie is telling the truth because when she visited uh, Macra in Ireland in 2013 <laughs> as an exchange member, she missed her flight going home. <laughs> so so she has she has formed, but I, I think it's most likely that that's it. the lie. She, she, she wasn't in the airport at all. That was the problem. <laughs> But I think Katie is probably lying as well. Okay then. Okay, so well clearly Katie has a bit of a bit of a reputation here. Um, but you're saying Katie is the liar, and I can confirm that the liar is in fact Katie from Scotland. So well done, guys, you got it right. You are listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Rural Voices, the Rural Youth Europe podcast. Guys, thank you very much for getting involved in, in what has been the final episode of Series 2 of Rural Voices. It's nearly Christmas. We are looking to the new year. We are very excited to be in the process of planning our events for next year. And hopefully we will, we will be holding a successful study session, rally and autumn seminar next year. Just really briefly, it would be great to know, you know, what can we expect from these events next year so just in a few sentences Iristina could you let us know what we can expect from the study session next year so we are going to have a study session in in the end of April with our partner organization CETA and the theme of the study session will be feed it forward food as a human right so food and sustainability and the study session will be held in, in Budapest in European Youth Centre and the timing will be in the end of April. So I think that will be an amazing week and I can't wait for that and I can't wait to meet everybody and, and work together during that week in, in the theme Feed It Forward, Food as a Human Right. And Martin, we're going to Germany for the rally. 
what can we expect next summer? Yeah, so like from every rally, we can expect a very great week with all this intercultural exchange. But besides that, we will tackle some very important topics on communication about different or difficult topics um, that are there in the, at the moment. So at the rally, uh, we will start with this communications theme and tackle uh, dialogue on sustainability and climate change, which can be really hard these times, especially on social media. They yeah, kind of are very difficult for every one of us and we will learn on that. Besides, um, Aureli is always a great experience meeting all the new people and there are many of them. So. Brilliant. Thank you, Martin. And finally, Siobhan, we're going to be back in Ireland next year. We, we've already discussed the topic of the Autumn Seminar in detail in these past two episodes. But why should people want to attend the Autumn Seminar next year? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great opportunity in terms of best practices and supporting member organisations together because together we can achieve a lot more than we can on our own. Um, and I suppose we want to make sure that we are in total an inclusive organisation and make sure that our LGBT members feel included, feel safe, feel welcome. Um, and I suppose the other side of things is please reach out. If there's something in particular that you want us to be covering at the Autumn Seminar, please let us know because we want to make this an, a, an event for you. So we want you to tell us what you want to see from our Autumn Seminar. Plus also, there will be some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm they are the best brownies you will ever have. Yes, and I, I very much second that. Um, finally, Lindsay, you can have the final word on this episode. How are you feeling about the upcoming year and what is your message to everyone listening to this as we approach 2022? It's really hard to believe that it's almost 2022 because when we last met in person, we were 2020, the start of 2020, and we were planning for events some events um that have not happened like the rally in slovenia that we postponed and then managed to hold online the first ever online event and then the autumn seminar in ireland um has been pushed back and it pushed back again so we look forward to having that event in person all been well next year and we've been talking about the rally in germany for a while as well and it's been really nice to see that come together um remotely like working on that virtually and I think that's really exciting as well and the study session a good opportunity to work with Sija uh, on topical things as well so it's a very busy year and I think it's really nice to be able to plan with I'm going to say some degree of certainty but with Boris's announcement over the past 24 hours who knows what coronavirus will do the past 20 months however long it's been has been really difficult for so many people in different ways and I think it will be really exciting to bring people together again and see how they have adapted and how what lessons they've learned and how they've overcome the challenges and there is nothing like bringing people together like that's what Rural Youth Europe exists for to unite people and I think we're quite fortunate in a way we've had so many opportunities to meet online and to use all the different websites and programs and apps to stay in touch and that's been amazing but there's actually nothing like seeing people in person. So very much looking forward to that in 2022 and to incorporate incorporating things like hybrid meetings so that we can have people who can't be with us in person join us. Um, next year, Rural Youth Europe will celebrate their 65th anniversary and we look very much forward to that and um, to seeing what celebrations we can have throughout the year. Thank you.
You are listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Rural Voices. The Rural Youth Europe podcast.